Well, hello and welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy today to welcome you to this Church Administration Admin and Ops Podcast. We love talking about the work of ministry that's behind the scenes. And uh, John Truscott, who's got a huge passion for administration, is my guest today. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Gavin. Good to be here again. It's great to have you on. And and, uh, John, your podcasts are really popular. People love hearing your wisdom and insight. And I I particularly enjoy all the time that we spend together. So uh, it's good to have you on. It's good to be here. That's great. Now, you've you've written a a new set of notes that you've sent out on your last mailing. uh, Training note 152 for those who want to look it up on John's website, which is a fantastic website. Um, Should church set targets and that's the question we're asking today on the podcast you know it's a there's a a business premise isn't it if you've been involved in businesses or um then setting goals and targets and all those things are a natural part of it but should we be doing that in the church should we be doing that as a leadership team should we be doing that as a a church office team possibly um and um we we come across this idea of goals all the time john don't we with governments and um and and it has a bit of a bad press, doesn't it, in some ways? Well, I think government targets certainly have a bad press. Yes. Um, and it's very obvious that they're set for political agendas, uh, yeah. not going to be reached, and therefore all sorts of things happen to try and bury them. Either they get forgotten about and just put to one side and hope the press don't remember them. Yeah. Or sometimes we change the parameters uh, yes. and and say, well, actually, what we meant by that was not quite what you thought we meant by it. We meant this. So we can all have a good laugh about it, but it, yeah. it's pretty tiresome. It and is. therefore, the idea of target setting and using that word it has a has a very, as you said, a very bad press. Yeah, and uh, most leaders that I interact with, John, are not setting targets. Um, now, one of the things that you you started off is. Um, is is planning is important, isn't it? It's, it is important in leadership. Yes, just because we're, we're, we're mocking the idea of targets doesn't mean to say that the concept of planning is, is wrong. Yeah. We do it all the time. I mean, we do it in our daily life. Uh, and if you look at scripture, scripture's full of planning. Mm. The whole the whole of Old and New Testament it has the what's sometimes called the plan of salvation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I quite I, I'm with people, church leaders, who say we don't want a managerial approach to a body like the body of Christ, like, yeah. like a church. Like I'm with that. Mm. Don't want a managerial approach, but don't throw out babies and bathwaters. <laughs> um, can we think about what sort of planning is is right? That's that's my premise in this. To say if we're going to plan, let's do it in a godly way. Yeah. And not come up with a plan and then ask God to bless it. Yeah. But to start where we should start and, and work it through logically. Yeah. Absolutely right. And you've put put a really helpful document together here and, and worth worth re- revisiting this and having a look at it. Um John, in in this you talk about the how churches could muddle up between purpose and vision. And um I'd be interested in your thoughts on that because you, you've got a lot of experience of working with church leaders. Tell me why, how these get muddled up and, and why they do. There's a, there's a classic misunderstanding of the difference between mission or purpose. I prefer the word purpose mm-hmm. because mission has so many different connotations in a church context Yeah, and vision. And many churches 
have uh, vision statements that are no more than actually the purpose of what they're there to do. Yeah. So we can say we're, as a church, we're there to show the love of Jesus. And that's our vision statement. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. That's your purpose statement. Yeah. Scripture is fairly clear on purpose. Scripture, the New Testament shows us what the purpose of a New Testament church is. And it's put in different ways by different people. And there's a hundred ways of expressing it. Yeah. Um, I talk about our role in a church is to grow in our relationship with God. Yeah. To grow in our relationship with each other and to grow in our relationship with the outside world around us. Yeah. And, but others express those three dimensions in, in different ways. Yeah. Uh, but that's a purpose. That's, that's what we are called to do. And for me, the, key difference between purpose and vision is purpose is our job vision is what we're praying god will do if we yeah. stick to our purpose yeah that's a nice way of putting it john yeah so vision is all about god's work so we can't say our vision is to we will grow our church by this amount or something like that yeah because that's saying we're going to do that yeah now that's dangerous talk i would say mm. for christians mm. who, who actually plants seeds in people who actually opens their mind and heart to the gospel yeah is that us yeah we, we god somehow uses us yeah. but it's his work yeah absolutely right and so we talk about vision um I, I like to think of it as, as what we're praying for. It's what we're passionately praying for, for our church. What will it look like mm -hmm. in five years' time, in 10 years' time, in eternity? Mm -hmm. It's something in the future that is actually will have happened. God will have done something because yeah. we were faithful to the purpose he gave to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, John. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think that's helpful. I think our our church has a kind of tagline of together to make christ known to all you know so we make known to you know similar to you and that's that's, that's your job that, that that's your purpose yeah. it's our purpose is to you know to make christ known to each other to to the outside world and 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 you know our church seems to really engage with that purpose we've been able to put it into right. a kind of single line and 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 they've captured it and gone okay yeah that's that's we we do that we do everything through that lens yeah yeah of, um you know together to make christ known to all um but our vision statement then is is actually something different isn't it it's what we're praying for and believing for if if, if we do that if we're faithful what are we praying that god will do mm. that will create a change situation over mm. the next few years it might be to grow the church it might be all sorts of things to grow our faith but it's got to be something that only god can do yeah and we therefore have the faith to believe he can do it and will do it. Yeah. And we're praying passionately that mm. he will bring this about. So there's no possible idea that we're going to do it. Yeah. We've got to be doing the purpose statement. Yeah. What are we praying God will do? Yeah. What will it look, what will this church look like in five years time or whatever, any future date? Mm. And then what is that what we're praying for? Yeah. Do you, do you think leaders find that hard, John, too? Like we, we go away every year as a as kind of leadership team. And one of the things on our agenda this year is, you know, what do we need to do in the next year? What are we what are we hoping and praying that our church would look like in five years? Um, and then beyond that as well. Um, and 
you know, to 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 kind of get the guys on our team talking about some of those things initially seemed, you know, slow. But we got that. And the more that they engaged in it, the more fruit that came from the conversations is actually this is this is exciting. This is this is faith building. And this is what we want to see God do with our, our young people, say, or with the building this year or into the community and some of our mercy ministry projects and stuff. Yeah. And, and you start to pick up a bit of kind of momentum, don't you? Of that? I'm, I'm not surprised it's slow because we as human beings are actually most of us quite fearful of what mm. God might do. That sounds awful <laughs> to say yeah. that. But um, we're used to the ordinary day-to-day. -day. We default to detail. Mm. And this is big picture thinking. This is actually stretching our minds. Romans 12, you know, do not be, trans be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be mm. transformed by the renewal of your mind. We've got to have new minds. Yeah that can actually accept that God can work and we're yeah. to be partners in that work. What a privilege, mm. but it's his work and we're to come along and partner with him in that as he would use us. Yeah. 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 It's good. I mean, when I think about goal setting, John, I always think about um, 1 Corinthians 9, you know, with, with the, the race metaphor that Paul uses to okay. run, to run the race with kind of, well, not to run it aimlessly, but to to run it to win the prize. Um, and so there is some kind of, or it feels like there's some kind of objective, some forward thinking, some, I mean, he talks about that, doesn't he, about self-control and, and um, but not to run aimlessly kind of makes me think, yeah, we do need some kind of objective or target or, or place. How would, what was your thoughts on something like that? Oh, exactly. It's it's motivating for us to be able to be working towards mm. some point. Mm. Uh, but actually of saying, what what is God doing? What is what is he doing in, in our midst at the moment? Yeah. Uh, and what might that look like in a few years time? Yeah. And I would say that this is going to sound ridiculous, Gavin, but <laughs> some churches start with a plan yeah work towards a vision yeah that's backward that's back to front yeah it's only when we have this picture of what the world might our, our world our church might look like if god worked in a few years time yeah and then we can think how to plan towards that can i use an illustration yeah um, i was pondering this last night and uh, i was brought up as a young child on the edge of dartmoor in devon mm-hmm so the tours and the, uh, and, and, and the scenery and the rivers and the streams and the granite sort of were, were yeah. part of my childhood. Mm. Now, if you're going to do a long hike on Dartmoor, um, you have to take a number of precautions because it's quite dangerous because mm -hmm. the fog can come down very quickly and so on and so forth. But if you're trying to do a long, if, if you've got a vision of reaching a destination on Dartmoor, mm -hmm then you there's a, there's other steps you have to take there's the aim perhaps of crossing a river here and there mm -hmm. and dartmoor streams and rivers are fast flowing but bumbling along over granite rocks and then we have to have to plan how to cross that river yeah and to do that you have to have then have the detail of yeah. how should we go from step to step 
across it to get to the other side. Now, you only get to the detail last in that stage. The, the, the vision is the destination on the moor. Yeah. yeah. The aim, if you like, one, one aim you might have is of crossing this particular river. Mm. And the, the plan that we have to do is actually the steps, what I call steps, is actually I'll go from that step to that step. Oh, no, I have to go back a bit. Now I'll go across to that one. Mm. And I can get across the river. I don't know if that helps, but yeah, no, that does help. That does help because you, you've got these um, three. Think about three levels here, isn't it? Is what yeah. you start opening up? Is that kind of that yeah, vision, so the, the aims uh, and the steps, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the trouble in this whole area of managerial thinking is there's so many different terms used. People talk about objectives, mm -hmm. goals, mm -hmm. targets, aims. Um, there's all sorts of words, and they're used in different ways by different people. Yeah. So it's very muddling. I just try and say there's three levels of planning. One is the vision, and we must yeah. never lose sight of the vision. Yeah. Because that's God's work. Yeah. And that's where we're going. That's where we're seeking to go under his authority. Mm. Secondly, there's I use the word aim. I think it's quite a helpful, short, easy word. Yeah. Of the, sort of the big plans that, that, that we have to do, the stages that we may need to do to get to that vision. Yeah. And then there's what some people would call targets. I try and avoid the word. And I just talk about steps. I'm thinking of my game yeah, across yeah. the river here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. steps do we need to take, which may have numbers attached to them? We'll come to that in a minute, probably. Mm. But are more likely to have dates attached to them. Yeah. So if we're going to get to there, we need to have done this by that date, by done that by that date. Yeah. Otherwise, if we don't have an idea of datedness about it, we end up saying, well, this is what our our plan was to get to this stage where well, we've only got another month to go. We haven't really done anything yet so far. Yeah. Yeah. Because we haven't actually broken it down into step by step by step. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful, isn't it, John? Because I think there is, um, there is a degree of pressure, isn't there, on leaders to, to have a big vision or if you have a big vision, then, you know, you're going to be more successful or, uh, you know, there's, there's more excitement if, if you like, you know, so I think I saw a vision statement the other day from a church that was saying they were going to, you know, church plant five churches in the next two years, you know. Okay. Uh, let's, let's take that. Yeah. Okay. And then it's interesting. An example. It? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Because that has numbers in it. It has numbers. Yeah. Which I'm thinking, okay, how has God said five churches in two years? Yeah. And I'm a bit iffy about <laughs> this idea of telling the Almighty that he's got to do five churches in two years. Now, yeah. perhaps they had a vision. Perhaps it was absolutely clear to them. Yeah. But I'm very iffy about Christian leaders almost dictating. Sorry, mm -hmm. this sounds dreadful. Almost dictating to God mm -hmm. what's to happen in mm -hmm. detail. But... If, on the other hand, we have no concept of any growth, that's not going to help either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the vision is, I would rather say we're praying that God would plant a number of new churches yeah. within the next few years. Yeah. Uh, and make it clear that's what we're praying for, not yeah. we are going I mean, a business a business organization would say, yeah, we're going to create new branches, you know five new branches in the next two years. yeah, that's yeah. perfectly all right. yeah, 
but for a church to say god is going to do that yeah unless they're somehow very sure yeah is i think dangerous talk and this is where we in a, in a christian context have to think godliness and think what 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 does this planning look like yeah. in a god-centered world where he is the lord where jesus yeah. christ is the lord we are his servants yeah. he's left us on earth to with a task to do yeah uh, that task is fairly consistent for all churches but the vision for each church will be completely different at any mm. time too mm. and this is where i think we get ourselves twisted up too much yeah i'm not claiming it's easy yeah but don't let's tell the lord what to do mm. let's pray what we feel he's calling us to pray for yeah do you think do you think i mean i've heard some leaders john that will say you know if if we don't dream big then we, you know yeah. we're not going to we're not going to move the church forward um and so there is there there almost is this kind of an achievable vision that's set before and you know because we've really got to move the church forward and and yeah and i guess we can we can associate can't we with those two extremes where churches that are just st stood still and are totally stagnant and not moving yeah. forward um they're just yeah this is our purpose and we don't really do anything else um or that that's where they live and, and the mixture of the vision and purpose. I see what you're saying, John. And then you've got the other extreme where it's like this huge vision that you think, Oh, wow. How are they even going to manage to get to that point? And and sometimes that the pastor has that vision. Yeah. And leaves the church. Yeah. 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 Before it becomes yeah. obvious that it's not going to be reached or whatever. Yeah. There's pressure then, isn't there? Yeah. Can I say yeah. a moment ago, you, you said one thing that was interesting. You said um, leaders, um, have a vision yeah now let's think where visions come from mm. because i believe in church a vision can come from anybody not just from leaders mm -hmm. and in fact very often it is people with gifting of some sort a prophetic nature of some sort that may have the vision it can come from children even mm. the the role of a church leader especially in a larger church is to hold the church to that vision mm-hmm that's leadership. Yeah. But the actual where leadership comes from, I think we have this view it has to come from a top guy. No. Yeah. God can speak to anybody in the congregation, the most unlikely people. Mm. And through what he works in them, the leaders then discern a vision, which they then have the role as leaders yeah. of holding the church to. Yeah. You do that by repeating the vision over and over again, but never with the same words. Mm -hmm. When I say repeat, you repeat the idea over again. It comes into sermons. It yeah. comes into statements. It reminds people that when we meet for prayer, this is what we're praying for. Yeah. But never say the same thing. I was in a church recently where the vision was read out at the start of every service. Is that right? And that was the time everybody has switched off. <laughs> um Whoever yeah. was leading the service had to read the vision statement out. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's not the way to encourage ownership. Yeah. Yeah. That, that turns people off. Mm. That becomes a wooden exercise. Mm. And it's very interesting, John, isn't it, that when, as new people join your church, they are looking to understand your church's vision, aren't they? 
and well, a younger generation today most certainly as used to is yeah um in my generation i i'm old i'm old history by now um but in my generation that what that wasn't the case so much yeah um on the other hand i don't think we need to sh we mustn't be mustn't claim to sh shape our churches by what young people want mm. careful there yeah. Um, yeah it's what young people need yeah everybody everybody not just young people everybody needs yeah. but certainly younger people want to find a church that knows where it's going mm -hmm. and that means they are looking for a vision of some sort and then aims and steps a plan to enable that to happen yeah. but going back to your five church five plants was it in two years yeah um yeah i think we could we could pray for those numbers but i think in this, any statement we ought to be saying that we want to plant a number of churches yeah so if we only plant one we've realized we haven't done what we said we would do yeah in the next perhaps two years and, and make it two two years is okay yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's really helpful because I I've really respected my senior pastor Pete and 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 what his you know he'll say oh, I'm I'm winging it but but there is there is plan there is intention um, but but so much of the conversation John that he'll be having with leaders or with folk in the churches where are we seeing evidence of God's grace at work in our church and then how can we get behind that how can we give resources to that what does that look like for us to kind of just enjoy what god's doing and then how can we be involved in maybe developing that into into new areas or, or different things and and um that's the kind of conversation that, that we've had with that with our team you know with our senior pastor john and there's a famous quote from an archbishop who said we're to look for where god is at work and then join him in it in it yeah that's right um and you don't have a vision by thinking what's a good idea you have a vision by saying Where, where's god at work in our in our congregation at the moment yeah what is he doing what is the need around us mm. our purpose is to grow in our relationship with god grow in our relationship with each other and grow a relationship with the world what does that look like yeah. in our situation as of today yeah for the future yeah that's helpful and John, some so many people listening to this podcast are going to be in different contexts. So you know, a smaller church of fifty uh, to you know someone larger, a church like ourselves, where there are so many different ministry areas that all have um, a particular set of vision of what they'd love you know the kids ministry to look like in five years, or what mercy ministries would look like in five years. And so, um, so there's different complexities, I guess any any advice on, on that because there's there's a need is there's a greater need isn't there for for larger churches to be more intentional in some of these plans well or am i getting large, this wrong no 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 if, if you're a larger church um i sometimes have a matrix picture in, in mind you, you've got lots of if you're not careful silos you've each department yeah. as a vertical silo mm. and what we need is cross across those silos bands to hold those together yeah vision for the church should be one of those a mm. very important one mm. leadership team might be another all sorts of things can, can be the bands that hold that church together mm. 
but it seems to me a church that's united, if everybody's praying for the same thing, applied to their own department, if you like, their own area of ministry, yeah, then we've got unity in the church, in the diversity, which, of course, is what Scripture talks about with the body picture. Yeah. Um, so to me, vision is one of the key uniting factors of a larger church, mm -hmm. which might otherwise fall apart, mm. disintegrate, because of its it's different everyone is doing it going in a different direction mm. if you've got one vision yeah applied in different ways then that holds everybody together and enables each ministry to build on the other ministries yeah and complement yeah. yeah if you let people do their own visions then everyone's going in different directions it's like a, a tug of war where everyone's yeah. pulling you know, you've got people yeah. on one side and people on the other side, and the, and the rope isn't moving. Yeah, they're vying for their own resources that they need, and yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It does, yeah, that's helpful. Um, and 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 for you know, a lot of conversations I have with leaders is this idea of kind of, um, you know, I talk about in some of my training, John, the kind of vision and delivery, um, and often we can see you know churches who've got huge vision, but you look at the capacity that, that actually is in the church and maybe the gifting and the resources and you think these two just practically you know just aren't going to match aren't going to work um give me some of your thoughts on on that john because do do people need to take into consider can, you know in consideration as they start setting out their vision as they start thinking about what they're believing for to think on the other side of what is their kind of capacity well, I think this is where we need leadership teams yeah. of people. You might call it an eldership in some churches. It might be a, a support team for the minister in other denominations. Yeah. Because once we're all fallible, Gavin, mm. and one leader with a big vision, it may be his, and it usually is his rather than her, Yeah, his vision. And it's not the church's vision, or it's, or at least they have to buy into it because he has dictated that is what is it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ownership of vision of a vision can only come about when everybody is on board with it. Yeah. And I once saw a church where the pastor, senior pastor, had a huge vision for a new building, and they were building it, mm. but it was miles bigger. And anything they needed, the, the money issues became huge, trying to raise yeah. the millions of pounds required for it. Yeah. And it was out of scale with what that church was seeking to be and do in that place. But it was the pastor's vision. Mm. And he then retired and left them with this building. Mm. There is a danger we of, of, of a one-person vision yeah. building exercise. Yeah, that's helpful. And this is where we need checks and balances for, from a, I'll call it eldership for the moment, but yeah, a, a, a godly advisors yeah. uh, where a team together can say, is this what God is saying? Yeah. And where we don't have hero worship of one senior pastor. Yeah. Yeah, that's really helpful, John. That is really, really helpful. And so, you know, the, the principles of what we're saying then are, transferable to any any size aren't you if you've got a size church of 50 you you need a team of people who are thinking and praying and working that vision out to serve the whole church um 
you know, regardless of your size. Yes. Can we just introduce the word here about what some people call smart? Um, yes. Um, because that does not apply to visions, mm -hmm. but it does need to apply to the steps. Remember I said there were three stages yeah. in my thinking, vision, aims, steps. Yeah. And what many people seem to think is that smart applies to everything in the planning process. No, yeah. um, in, in, in vision terms, not so. So I'm just seeing what I say here. I mean, start, I always have to think, look at them to see what smart stand for. Um, <laughs> specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timed. Yeah. That's for your steps. Yeah. Um, but if there is a sense in which that's true also of your vision, it's got to be achievable. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we have to hold that in balance, don't we? Yeah. 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 The faith element. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you read the biographies of famous saints of God, in years usually past yeah you'll find they had huge vision yeah and achieved huge amounts for god mm. through him mm. um because they had a vision of a god who was greater than anything human that we can think of yeah and, and it, it's it's, yeah. it's holding this in balance you're, you're right gavin it, it is how do we hold this god is infinite yeah do anything could transform our church of five people to 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Against the the big pastor, the, the, the huge solo ministry pastor, who's as fallible as the rest of us. And mm -hmm. we've seen so many big-name pastors come tumbling down in recent yeah. years. Yeah, we have. Um, this is where we need leadership that is plural, which some would say is a biblical principle. Mm rather than solo leadership with a one vision, one man, one vision feel. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, please, that, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, we mustn't have exciting visions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. And it's and it's interesting just talking about when you were mentioning there about, you know, missionaries who achieved huge things, you know, so so many in the past, the fruit was seen far later on when they'd gone than it was in in the current moment isn't it if you know for some of those missionaries that went to india and just got to the end of it and thought what have we achieved you know yeah. given their life and their families and all the things that they'd lost um but years to come the huge fruit isn't it yeah henry martin and people like him yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um or you can look at um china inland mission yeah and just look at the hudson taylor story yeah uh, incredible and uh, costly visions wasn't they you know oh well we haven't talked about this yet have we yes no. <laughs> yeah it's all been so easy so far hasn't it yeah yeah um sometimes visions are only come about through huge loss of people's lives of martyrdom yeah um of difficulty of all sorts of ways it's huge sacrifice yeah God hasn't called us to an easy life. No. Look at St. Paul. I mean, if you just mm. look at his catalogue, mm. go through 2 Corinthians. <laughs> yeah. And look at what he suffered. Yeah. Shipwrecked. Well, yeah, all these shipwrecks. Beaten. Yeah. If you don't like snakes, then don't, you know, don't be like St. Paul, <laughs> you know. Um, it all happened. Yeah. And yet we just think of this chap writing these letters, you know. Yeah. Perhaps in a prison cell. Um, think what he had suffered. 
think what the the church in many 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 nations in this world is suffering at the moment mm. and here we are in the uk very comfortably off thank you in spite yeah. of uh, the crises that that we say that we have yeah and i was just thinking john about um the end of 1 corinthians 15 you know when when paul almost you know he, he says doesn't he um therefore brothers Beloved, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Yeah. There's that there's that lovely sense, isn't it, that he's trusting God for the future. And so as our visions come from God, and we we look at it and evaluate and think, oh, you know, we we've made a mess here, we failed here, we haven't yeah. got to, to what we were hoping for, believing for. Actually, Paul lovely says here doesn't it we don't we don't labor in vain that we yeah, providing that we our work is in the lord yeah in the lord friend. yeah, in the yeah. Lord, our labor is yeah. not in vain yeah. so we've got to make sure that our work is in the lord yeah and... but, but you have this lovely you know faithfulness isn't it always abounding in the work of the lord there's this steadfastness um yeah, this hard work that we've been called to, isn't it? It's it's not an. It easy... doesn't have it doesn't have to be hugely upfront either. And I love the expression about Timothy. I, Paul talks about Timothy as somebody he can trust. Yeah, somebody who gets on with things behind the scenes. Yeah, um, and this. So I don't want to apply all this to big, big, you know, macho leaders. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's true of the part-time administrator. Yeah doing the work of running the church office or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. It's the people putting out the chairs for the meeting. Yeah. It's the people doing the cleaning of the loos. Yeah. In yeah. the Lord, all this can yeah. have be amazingly part of a yeah. vision of enabling a church to see God at work in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a danger in saying this is all about leadership. Yeah. And of course, much of planning is but yeah it involves everybody yeah and i want to sort of raise a a cheer for all your helpers yeah all the behind the scenes people because of course they're the people i represent if you like yeah in my work yeah um the behind the sceners who are also enabling a vision to come about yeah no one will ever see that you know we'll thank them for it yeah they've right. been part of it God will recognize that. Yeah. And and we talk, don't we, John, we've talked before about how, you know, if you can connect the, the practical work that you're doing to the vision for individuals to do that, whether they're cleaning the loose or whether they're doing it, any practical stuff behind the scenes, if they're able to make that connection, there is, there is motivation, isn't there? There oh. is joy, there is satisfaction and contentment in what God has called them to do and the part they're playing and how it connects is it's life giving, isn't it? And faith building. There's um, the UK Church Administrator Network has, a, as you know, a distance learning course which I've written, mm. and I, I'm one of the tutors for for church administrators. Mm. And I'm intrigued by the number of students we have on that course mm. who say to me that one of the most exciting bits of it was Unit Three. Now, Unit Three is the biblical background. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are the practical stuff of yeah. administration in a church. Yeah. Three gives a biblical background to the gifts of administration, yeah, how these work out and what it looks like. Yeah. And yet several of them said I've never heard this before. Yeah. I've never realized no one's ever told me. Yeah. I was just doing a behind the scenes job. 
well, they are doing a behind-the-scenes job. Yeah. 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 It's part of God's mm. wonderful multicolored gifting to his people. Yeah. And is precious in his sight. Yeah. And I want to encourage all those behind the scenes people, the washers uppers, mm. um mm. practical workers, the pushers out of chairs as sorry, yeah. language here. Um <laughs> but I want them to see that what they're doing is a wonderful task for God. Yeah. Yeah. And so often people doing those humble jobs grow on to be gifted in more upfront work as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's absolutely right. And and as they as they serve, there's there's discipleship, isn't there? There's life, there's joy. Um yeah, I I I, I love it. And I mean we're we're moving on, John, in some ways to your document that talks about the seven key principles and obviously one of those is involving everyone and that's well, not not the seven key principles <laughs> seven please seven <laughs> i wouldn't want to put the word the in in front of it the best no um, I, but, you know, it has that one of these books or you know you follow this seven point plan and you will be prosperous for the rest of your life yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry no 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 it's fine so you know one of them is in, in, involving everyone which we've 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 touched on there yeah. uh, which is point seven um Give me some. Give me some of the other ones here, then. So the first one we start with is place vision within purpose. So I think church leaders have a clear understanding, don't they, of what God's called them to do, what the big picture is, and and what we're what we're trying to tease out here is just a little bit more clarification on what well, does well, vision they, look like. Can I can I pause you a second? Go on. I'm going to be annoying, and say some ministers have not been reminded enough of what the purpose of their okay. role is. Okay. Now, it, can I be Church of England just for a minute? So yeah, go for it. On this, on this FIEC pod, podcast. Um, there's something called the ordinal, which is the service of ordination for deacons, presbyters, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and bishops. And um, to me, when I do a, a training event and work people through the ordinal, mm-hmm. I've had the temerity to rewrite the ordinal a little bit in one of the things I've written. Okay. Um they're so excited because yes, that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. But to proclaim the gospel is the first is the first main point in that. Yeah. Um, and I think even ministers, even pastors, need to be reminded of their role. Yeah. Because the detail of life mm. and the busyness of life means that we default to getting the through the day. Yeah. And lose sight of the vision, the big picture. Yeah. What our role could be. Sorry, right. just to add that in. Yeah, no, no, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why yeah, vision that's everything, everything must start with vision. Mm. But daily ministry squeezes out passion. Yeah. I've seen it happen so yeah. often in people. It does. Yeah. And it's true for administrators as much as it's true for ministers. Yeah. Pastors. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. So vision and, and purpose have to be fitted in, but vision has to come before planning is my second principle. Yeah. It sounds so obvious. Yeah. But it but doesn't in practice. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. So yeah, often. Yeah. we come up with this lovely plan with without the passion. And then of course you forget about the plan in no time at all, and it gets buried in a in a sea of paperwork. Yeah. Um, or in your computer somewhere. Yeah. Um when actually we ought to be reminding ourselves of the vision all the time and then saying, how is the plan fitting in with that vision? Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely right. I was working with a church the other day, just a, a fortnight ago, no, a week ago. And um, they've got a vision to see transformed lives through their church's ministry. Okay. It fits in with a purpose statement. Yeah. And I said, this is one of the most exciting visions you could come mm. across. We, we mm. looked at Romans 12, a transformation, yeah. we looked at 1 Peter 2, yeah. which talks about how we, you, you're a people who have received mercy. Yeah. Once you're a people who did not have mercy, now you're a people who have received mercy. Yeah. And said, get excited about this. Mm. I said, I'm really excited about this vision. This, this, but how's it going to work out? Unless you've got a plan to go with it, mm. it's not going to happen. But you've got to start with vision. Yeah. Then you can plan. It sounds so stupidly obvious. Yeah. yeah. But some churches have been told to plan and come up with a plan or a mission action plan without the passion for the vision yeah. of what it should all be pointing to. And that's yeah. God's work. Sorry yeah. to repeat that. No, no, no. I think that's right, isn't it? That's right. Um and and pray for the planning is one of the other principles I put down. That yeah. don't don't have a, a vision and, and a plan and then pray that God will bless it. We've got to be praying at the outset of this process. Yeah. God, show us your vision. Show us your plan. Help us to discern what's mm. the best way of achieving this, which may not be the humanly obvious way of achieving it. Yeah. 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 And, and as you say, our, we want our visions to come from God, isn't it? So our guidance of what that plan looks like and should look like comes from him isn't it with the different yeah. gifts and and the abilities and and the gifting that god has placed so passion passion should be in this yeah i'm yeah. just rereading a really old book at the moment called give me this mountain by a wonderful woman called helen rosevier okay. and i read it probably 50 years ago and i'm reading it again and what comes across i mean it, it's, it's a bit dated now and yeah. I, I met her a few years ago what a wonderful woman she was a missionary yeah. in the congo suffered hugely yeah. And going back to the days when she first became a Christian yeah. in the book. And there the passion. And I was thinking, does this look like me at all? And the answer was no. She had a passion for Christ, mm. a passion to see his work done, a passion for holiness. Yeah. And I'm thinking, where's that in me? How can this yeah. inspire me? Yeah. And vision should be all about passion and yeah. excitement, enthusiasm. Yeah. If it becomes a paper exercise, forget it yeah yeah that's how talking about god and what he can do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry I'm getting... no i love it john i love it I, I love your passion it's great review continually is one of the principles i i think that's helpful isn't it because we can we're guilty of this as well we go away on a team retreat and we'll spend time on this but we we very rarely will go over what we did the previous year or you know what did we what were we talking about last year? What did we yeah. what, what what were some of the plans that we made? And it shouldn't wait for a year for that. Either. It, should, it shouldn't wait for a year. The principle is <laughs> review continually. Um, this is what people yeah. do: come up with a church plan and then park it to one side because we've ticked that box. We've done that. Yeah. Next year we've been told to review the plan. Oh, where where anyone got the plan? Anyone know where it is? You know. What, <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about last year? Yeah. This it is. is a moving target. It this is. is all the time we're thinking, okay, God has opened that door, which we weren't expecting. Yeah. Perhaps we ought to br bring that into the vision somehow now. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, if we do too much change, chopping and changing, you lose sight of what you originally felt God was calling you to. But that's why prayer has to be in, sort of impacting all this yes. process. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Where, where is God leading us? Yeah, it seemed yeah. right, you know, to us and the Holy Spirit that this was the the right plan decision to make. Yes. Him, you know, and, and we don't know. I mean, even Paul was trying to um, go somewhere, and the Spirit, yeah, forbid, forbade him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's no harm in trying it, but as long as we we understand whether a block in front of us is just a difficulty in the way. This is what I find so difficult yeah. for praying. Is this block just the toughness of what we're trying to do? Mm. God saying you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. over there instead. Yeah, what was it, Bithynia, not into Philippi, Philippian yeah. area? Yeah, yeah, so true. The flexibility of that, and 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 as we make our plans, you know, we you know, I've read a load of books on you know aligning how powerful alignment is when you have, you know, you have your clear vision, you have the key staff that you need. You've got the key resources that you need, and 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 how powerful that is when there is this kind of alignment of all of them. Um, that I think is part of this kind of continual review um, and ongoing review of that. And and I think we've we've probably we've probably give small amounts of times in meetings on a every two week basis that go, you know, how are we doing in this? Have we got the right resources? Have we got the right person? Um, people move on and things change. So you could have somebody leading a very key ministry we had um, in sort of the mothers and toddlers ministry, huge success for 15 years. And then they decide to step down and to, and and you, you have this kind of void of, well, have we got the right person in the place to take this forward? Or are we going to do this because we've always done this? Um, and so you do need that kind of continual review, don't you? You have to be asking, what should we be starting and what should we be stopping? Yeah. And stopping stuff is a painful process for any leadership team to be involved in. Yeah. But we've got to do it. We've got to stop stuff to start new stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, we our resourcing goes awry. Yeah. And and that's the hard bit, John, in this vision planning and thinking about this topic, isn't it? Is the the hard stuff of tradition, the hard stuff of we've always done this. Um that that people don't necessarily like change, appreciate change. Um, th this is the harder bit, isn't it? Of of um, oh, we've introduced the change word now. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And vision involves change. Yeah, it always is constantly moving, isn't and, it? Um, yeah, we don't like change, most of us. Mm. Um, but we live in a world that is constantly changing. You look outside in, in the garden at the moment, and and, mm. and notice spring is coming. Mm. Um, trees don't stay the same yeah um even fir trees don't yeah um they're growing new shoots all the time yeah um the seasons are changing god we say is constant but he's created disciples who should be changing all the time mm. we should be growing and and, and developing yeah. change is that is the norm yeah lack of change is the is 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 the the thing you shouldn't want yeah so we started john the conversation saying should churches set targets what what's what's your short answer here then oh the answer is yes and no <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yes uh, let's let's ditch the word targets it's got too much yeah. baggage but let's talk about a vision Mm. some aims to three or four aims to achieve that vision and a number of steps to achieve yeah. each aim yeah planning is perfect it is god-centered uh as long as we go about it the right way yeah 
if we turn it into a managerial exercise and leave God out of the equation, because we don't need him, thank you very much indeed, we can do this. We do it at work yeah. quite happily. Yeah. Then we're sunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just want to, to put God at the, you know, Jesus Christ at the center of all our planning. Yes. To have enough checks and balances that we have, we're not letting one or two people, leaders, mm. dictate what they want mm. without realizing it's their vision, not God's vision. Yeah. Yeah. But not be afraid of planning. Yeah. And not be afraid of getting it wrong and having to go back and revisit and review mm. and rethink. Yes. And putting prayer at the heart of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we're just going to get this right first time, is it, John? Perfectly. <laughs> we we live in a broken world. We are broken ourselves. And, and sometimes things take a lot longer to to re, to, to yeah. take place. I, yeah. I used to have um, an annual retreat for a week each summer. Mm. And most of the major changes in my ministry have come about through one of those thinking and yeah. praying, one, one of those sessions. But mm. sometimes it didn't actually happen mm. for a year or two afterwards. Mm. And of course, I want it to happen now. I'm an administrator. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But sometimes you had to get, as some would say, the ducks in the row in a row before it was all ready. Yeah. And God's sense of timing. We'll look back at the Old Testament and things like that. You know, what did he do with Moses? Some of these elderly gentlemen. Mm. Um, <laughs> you see things in a time frame when you look back fifty years later. Mm. But when you're there on the spot, you want it to happen now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We're very impatient. I am anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something about just faithfully getting on with the work, what God's called you to do, using your gifts. Um, that... And most of it is not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scripture is full of exciting things happening, but we're not told so much about all the big blocks in between when nothing very much happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we think we ought to have something exciting happening every day. I think there ought to be passion. Yes. But excitement of yeah. God seeing it working in an amazing way doesn't happen every day. Yeah. And it doesn't in scripture. Yeah. And, and one thing to finish on, John, where you, your article was great, which really challenged me, was it was saying that everyone is challenged in their faith with a vision. And I I, I just picturing that, thinking about our church thinking about how everyone actually yeah there's huge sacrifice to go and do a church plant or there's huge sacrifice to go into new areas or new ministry and um everyone's faith is is challenged but but also we're placed in a point where we're dependent upon god to do something aren't we 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 can't just achieve this vision on our own is this is as we say it's god's vision it's god's timing with god's power and and us crying out for him to do the work can we go right back to where we started this whole discussion off gavin mm. and that's purpose and vision as i said purpose is our role what we do yeah what god has called us to be and to do for him as churches in this land whereas vision is what we have the and i remember i used the words either faith or prayer that yeah. we're praying that god will do or we have the faith to believe god will do and that's the faith stretching bit yeah do we actually believe he could grow this church? Look at it, Lord. We're a pretty miserable bunch. You, could you really work with us? And the answer is yes, he can. Yeah. 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 And that stretches our faith. Mm. And therefore it comes back to discipleship again. And this whole planning process should be impacting our own discipleship.
yeah that's great there's i mean there's so much for for a listener to go away and chew that over john isn't there so much for me to go away and learn from this 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 is helpful helpful stuff um so john thank you so much for your time um okay. that, that is fantastic um maybe one final thought towards church administrators in this kind of in everything we've talked about how can they get behind this and support this any thoughts on that before we well, go i would argue that in a larger church it's the operations person who actually ensures the plan makes sense and it puts it together and works with other people to to yes. suggest it and then it's then tested by the leadership team yeah so in an operations view i would say that vision is at the heart of actually yeah. turning vision to reality yes yes and that you speak about that gavin enough <laughs> i know you do but turning the vision into reality with, yeah. through a plan mm. it's an operational role mm. having said that on an administrative side um much of all of this depends on good administration it does yeah good communication yeah so bring everybody on board uh, and it's got to be done well yeah so administrators are at the heart mm. of this work yeah i would argue that operations people are at the heart of vision administrators are at the heart of the plan yeah. to achieve that vision yeah and the steps to do that yeah, yeah. absolutely right John, that's really encouraging. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, I, I hope you've uh, been benef you know, benefited from this time and this discussion. And it's uh, an interesting topic. Yeah, should we be setting uh, targets and goals for our churches? So, uh, John, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Thanks, Gavin. It's great to have you. And if you've got any questions as a listener and you think, oh, I'd love to follow up with with Gavin or John on this topic, like chat more, then please get in contact at questions at thechurchoffice.co.uk. We love to connect and to serve you and uh, yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on the podcast all right goodbye everyone bye